1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Speak your
2: mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by
1: Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: I can't imagine, as a talk show host, playing clips of another show, let alone another show from another state that talks about another team. Like, think of how ridiculous that is. These guys are obsessed with me. Now, I understand why they're doing it, because I'm good and they know it and i'm entertaining and i me salacata here in new york have entertained the people of atlanta more than the hosts who are in atlanta that are supposed to be doing it i have entertained those people you're welcome so i it makes sense but i mean i should be seeing some residuals no they're getting, I mean, they're getting paid down there to run my show. They're playing my clips. I, that's my work. I should be getting paid for that. But you're welcome, people of Atlanta. I know that I've entertained you, and I know that you enjoy listening to me, whether it is to rip the mats, whether it is to, you know, say the Annalise is over last year, whatever it was. You want to get on me for the bad prediction? I understand it. But one thing you cannot dispute is the entertainment value that I've given you. You should be thankful, as I know those two guys are. Because without me, they, they've got nothing. They're boring. Think about it. They go into work. A lot of people go to you know do their shows. They have meetings before a show. All right, what are we going to talk about today? Hey, what do you got on your mind? What are your thoughts? These guys go there and say, hey, who listened to Lakata's show on the overnight last night? Anybody go get the podcast? Let's get some clips. Let's see what he said. Yeah, and we'll play that back. <laughs> I mean, my God, I'm surprised their bosses haven't tried to hire me yet. As I said last year, don't tell me I'll come down there and take over Atlanta Sports Talk Radio. Matter of fact, I can do it from here. I don't even have to come down there. I'm doing it anyway. You guys are doing making you're doing it for me. Give me a few weeks, I'll be the biggest name in Atlanta Sports Talk history. They should be listening, they should be playing those clips to listen back to them to learn something how to do a talk show. Clowns. A year later, still playing somebody else's clips. I mean, my God. Oh, just the overnight guy, right? That's what they were saying last year. Oh, the overnight. Stick to the overnights. You use a lot of the awful lot of clips of the overnight guy from New York. My God. 877 337 I can't. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: The Braves are winners. The radio hosts and maybe some people
2: like those who cheered Alonzo, uh, the people of Atlanta, are not. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, Fleegs. You're right. Like The pathetic fan base that is the Atlanta fan base. Like, how do you, first of all, they, they're they just not passionate, right? Maybe they're passionate about the Georgia Bulldogs, sure. But they're not about the Atlanta Braves. We how saw a lot of empty boo. seats tonight by the time the Braves came back and won. How do you boo, and that's what's not right with the sports world, where people like that get to enjoy success and people like us uh, suffer. But how do you cheer a guy who gets drilled and then even worse, cheer a guy who clearly is hurt and has to leave the game? Like, that's what you're going to do? That's bad. That's that's pathetic. I, I mean, I don't have any expectations for them, but that's pathetic. They should be ashamed of themselves, just like those hosts in Atlanta. 877-337-6666. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good morning,
3: Sal, my man. How you doing, baby boy? Good, Val. How are you? I got to change some names now. Now I got to call you the king of New York's overnight, and everybody else is overnight, brother.
2: Yeah, well, that no, they had Meep going in the afternoons there on their afternoon show. I mean, how do Man, they get hired? I'm like, sorry. imagine that. It's it's like it's like the, you ever see the movie um, Elf where they hire they they're asking the writers to come up with a solution. Hey, we're struggling here, and then one of the writers says, "Why don't we hire Miles Finch, who's like this great writer?" Oh yeah, that's it. I'm paying you guys to do a job. You need to do it. We're not going to go out there and hire another writer. Well, that's what those guys are doing. Hey, they're getting paid to do a talk show. Meanwhile, they're using my talk show to get through their talk show. I should be getting um, paid. It's unfortunate you can't copyright content, Sal.
3: Seriously. You should be able to do uh, that.
2: It's got to be illegal. I mean, how's that? I don't even know how that's legal. Especially if
3: they're literally playing your voice. You know what I mean? They're not even quoting you at this point. That That is kind of...
2: They're playing clips of the show. They're not even boring. in the same family. Like, if it were Odyssey, and Odyssey station, I could understand that. They're not. Wow. Wow. I
3: got, I got, I got a couple of things I want to get into you, uh, get into with you about the Mets and the Yankees. But before I do that, can I just say one thing? Yeah, you, you and Stewart, I swear to goodness, y'all are gonna make radio history. I warned you about it before. I'm telling you now, Grant Hill is gonna call in on your show one day, <laughs> be like, "Yo, my man, leave my wife alone." I told you... y'all about. I, I love Stewart. And it's funny because he called in. I, I didn't talk to you last night. I spoke to you the night before. And he called in a little while after I was on. And I wish that I had saved my call and I got on after him so I could say it to him again. I'm t- I love Stewart. Stewart, and I want you to live long. Y'all go get Grant Hitler calling on your show, bro, and be like, yo, my man. And be looking for names, numbers, and addresses. I'm telling uh, you, so we're cool complimenting
2: him. I, I'd be like Grant. I mean, you you are one lucky man. Good job, excellent job. He's a lucky guy. All right, All right. maybe he takes it that way. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying.
3: But um, and then I, I, and then I'd was- be like Grant. I
2: didn't say it. Stewart did. He lives in the he lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, you hey, went- I'll take you to. <laughs> that is the out. But uh, that's what I'm saying,
3: Stewart. I love you. Watch yourself. But um, Sal. I got two things I want to talk to you about baseball wise. Mm-hmm. As far as the Mets are concerned, and I'm asking you because I'm, I'm going to defer to you on this. The question I have for you guys is: Who is the guy or the guys on the team that's going to call that team meeting? Like, who is the guy that's going to or the guys that's going to pull everybody into the clubhouse without Buck, without F.L.M., without anybody else, and try to you know? Because this is a time when you got to pull into your, to each other. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. If I'm I using think they're the right missing. Whatever, we,
2: but. We've we've talked about it. I think they're missing that guy. I believe Alonzo thinks he's the guy. I don't think the teammates feel the same way about him. Uh, I think nimmo has got that. Maybe that
3: guy.
2: Maybe I, I. I hoped he would be. I don't think that he is. I think Lindor's got to be that guy. But I don't. I don't think that he is. I think Nimmo's got the potential to be that guy, but he doesn't have that cachet that the others do. So I don't, th- I don't think the Mets have that guy.
3: Maybe it's a committee then. Maybe it's a group of them that got to, you know, pull everybody in and just like, you know, you know maybe there's not a lead voice and everybody gets a voice to say it, but they need to have something where it's players only and they're sitting out amongst each other and they're actually trying to, like, you know, be honest with each other sincere with each other and going through what's going on. Because you could see it where, like, and I think I appreciate what you said about uh, Buck's comments in the postgame because uh, that happens too many times in, in sports and in media where, like, things get taken out of context. Somebody grabs, like, one little sentence out of a soundbite and it becomes, like, the story for, like, the next few weeks. And, you know, what he is actually trying to say is he's trying to tell the guys that, yo, I'm trying my best to believe in you. You know what I'm saying? And but they right. gotta have some way to get together themselves and share that belief and actually go out and start doing it. Because it is some kind of inconsistency. A night like tonight when they do what they do and they don't get the picture, it's like, you know, you get the pitch and the night they don't get the hit. And it's like, you know, the guys you need are in that room until you make a trade. They gotta get together somehow. There has to be somebody in that on that lineup. Because I, I hear what you're saying with the way that Epler built the team, but I also see his strategy. I think he realized where people went as far as moves in the offseason. And he said, if I can't hit it out the park, I'm going to make sure that y'all don't hit it against me. And that's why he, did, he got the wrong um, pitches at this time from what it looks like right now. Well, but they're not the what wrong his, pitchers. That's his it, is. It,
2: see, I don't think it was the wrong move, Val. And as always, thank you for the call. I don't think it was the wrong move, it's that those guys aren't getting the job done. You know, for years, the complaint with the Mets is that, hey, they don't go out there and spend any money. The Mets aren't going out there and getting big players. What do you expect? They're bringing in crappy players. They're going to have crappy results. You hope for the best, but obviously you knew the reality was they weren't going to be very good. In this particular case, they are spending money. They are spending it on the best. They went with quality, not quantity. That's the right move. Nobody would second-guess bringing in Max Scherzer. Nobody would second-guess... Bringing in Justin Verlander, though it's on—it's not on Epler, it's not on Steve Cohen, it's on the players, it's on Lindor, it's on Verlander, it's on Scherzer. They have to be better. End of story. Those guys got to be better. George is calling from East Meadow. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on, man?
4: Doing a great job, to Say that first. I'm doing Thank good. You. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a few things. So, earlier I was listening, and some guy, uh, I don't know what he was thinking or what he was smoking, but he said that the Mets should trade uh, Verlander and Scherzer for... Um,
2: Jack Leiter.
4: Uh, Jack Leiter. <laughs> why, in, why in God's green earth would they do that? I don't understand. Both sides mm-hmm. it would be stupid. Um, tonight's loss was just atrocious. I, you just can't do that. Like, I can't... I, Verlander needs to be better than three innings. That was just horrible. Um mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the move in the beginning of the year. I know a lot of people loved it. I thought he was a little over the hill. Didn't even start the season. Uh, I think maybe they're right, spending a lot enough, of money in the wrong places.
2: That's fair enough, but then what would you have done?
4: I mean, I don't know. Um, they're clearly, I mean, I guess Rodon would be the other option, which is also, also
2: not working out for well, the Yankees. <laughs> well, right, he hasn't paid. You know, Verlaine exactly didn't pitch for pitched. one month. Rodon hasn't pitched for three months. You, what would, you want to bring DeGrom back? He's not going to no, pitch no, for no. two years.
4: That's yeah. That's I feel bad for him. I don't even. That's just upsetting, in my opinion. Generational talent just can't stay on the field. I just didn't think. So a lot of my friends, also Met fans, think um, they were so happy you're spending all this money. And I'm more realistic looking at it. Like, are we better right now than we were at the beginning of last year? Because I don't think so. And clearly, like maybe Lindor. Here's another thing, Lindor. I think this just might be who he is. I I don't know what happened to him, but ever since he left Cleveland, it feels like he fell off a cliff. He's not the same player. And it's just upsetting to watch, man. It's hard to watch.
2: Uh, agreed, George. And here's the problem: it, it, agreed in that it's upsetting to watch. I'm not going to say that, and thank you for the call. I'm not going to say that they shouldn't have gotten Verlander because they did get Verlander. You know, my thoughts on the Mets off season was that well, if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay all this money to bring guys back, you better be able to upgrade as well. And they basically stayed the same bringing Diaz back, bringing Nimmo back, replacing DeGrom with Verlander, which I had no issue with, replacing, you know, Taiwan Walker with Quintana, replacing Chris Bassett with Kodai Senga. Maybe the move would have been to bring back Chris Bassett as opposed to Verlander and then use that money, the difference in money in the lineup. But bottom line, Scherzer, Verlander, Lindor. Three historically tremendous players. Those guys have not gotten the job done. Now, it's not them alone, but they haven't gotten the job done. If they don't get the job done, the Mets aren't going to win. You can't trade those guys. You're not moving on from those guys. Where the Mets could be better this year in the lineup is clear. Alvarez and Beatty. That's where they could actually be better if Lindor... McNeil, Marte, even Alonzo, to a lesser extent because at least he's hitting with the power. If they all did what they did a year ago, combined with Alvarez and Beatty, and you could throw in Narvaez and even Pham, if they all did that, the Mets would be a better offensive team than they were a year ago. Now, even with that, it still doesn't matter if Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer aren't going to go six, seven innings every, uh, every game. They need to get that starting pitching figured out, and I've seen too much inconsistency and poor performance from them to believe it's going to change to a, to a point where they'd get it done in the postseason. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris?
5: hey I think I got you now. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, um, so look, um, loving this team. Sal is is kind of like loving a loving a stripper. You got to go to the club. They're going to flirt with you, take all your money, but they're never going to love you back, Sal. So. Um, well, it's more, more than that. This is like an abusive relationship, you know? Well, didn't we go like, over this last away. night with the yeah, analogies? What is just, with you in the...
2: We were you like the use this material last night.
5: Yeah, because you know what? It's just... It, it, it's an, it's an abusive... Like I, I think as fans, we love the abuse for some reason. It's like, you know... I keep going to the analogies. I'm not trying to do analogies, I'm trying to make examples here. You know? When you have the when you have a toxic woman, Sal, okay, and they're telling you to get away from her, and you keep going back because you think things are gonna change. Loving this team is the same way. Nothing's gonna change. I told you on Sunday and you were laughing at me when I said this team's either jinxed or cursed. And games like this show you that they are cursed. Like the fact that no, they No, it doesn't show me that they're them.
2: cursed. It does not show me that they're cursed. It shows me that Justin Verlander isn't good enough. It shows me that Drew Smith sucks. It has nothing to do with curses or strippers or anything else. (laughs) You know I love the strip club.
5: Back in the days, Not now. Um, But but look, whose fault is that? Who goes and gives $43 million to 40-year-old pitchers that he was never going to get anywhere else?
2: But and what, would you have, two, what would you have done? What well, was the your thing answer? Is, you're
5: getting, when you're getting Scherzer and you give him that money for a couple years, you're getting Verlander for two years, and you're acting like you're winning now. But when you don't have the bats to, the bats to back it up, you're not going to win now. They want to just go on, all in on the pitching. And like I Chris, said— Chris,
2: but the, the bats pitch, aren't the problem. The pitching's been the problem.
5: There have been times where they're not hitting at all.
2: You know, and then
5: yeah, It doesn't so, matter. So Overall, who, it's
2: still the pitching.
5: But who gets, who gets Vogel back— rough all this You still hang on the ball who we all say is not even a major league hitter and you still put him out there you still have him on a team you still gave him a million dollars but be honest, he's irrelevant he's a
2: ar- he's irrelevant it's not about that it's about the pitching you say you don't want Verlander because you don't want to give 40 million bucks or 43 million bucks to a 40 year old pitcher then who would you have signed who do you want Chris Bassett who exactly are you going to bring in that, that's going to have the potential of Justin Verlander but that's
5: the and that's the thing. Yes, I understand he's a great pitcher. But that's the thing. Look what Stroman did to us. Look at Batchett did to us. But for some reason, when these players play here, they're no good. And that's why I say it's a cursed organization and a cursed team because they go also elsewhere and they play good and they can pitch. But when they well, here, it's the, it's the pressure.
2: Stop. Maybe some, maybe some guys can handle the pressure of New York. And thank you for the call, Chris. Stroman was good here. Bassett was good here until his last two starts. That's it. Other than that, he had a terrific first year as a Met. Stroman's not with the Mets anymore because he was an issue in that clubhouse. That's why he's not here. They didn't like his attitude. Bassett's not here because he got lit up in the two biggest starts of the year. And maybe they felt he couldn't handle the pressure in on the big stage. And if that's the case, you're worthless here. Matter of fact, let's just say the Mets do make the postseason and Verlander and Scherzer go out there and dominate. Nobody's going to give a crap about what they did in the regular season. It's all about what they do in the postseason. That's all that matters. That's what hurt so much last year that it really didn't matter for Max Scherzer what happened prior. It didn't matter what anybody did before. That was about you know DeGrom that he didn't pitch. For uh, the majority of the year, they just got you had to get it done against the Braves and against the Padres, and they couldn't get it done. But if you say, "Well, why they sign Verlander, forty year old pitcher?" Same thing with Scherzer. What was the alternative to try to get this team to compete? Now the long term answer is they need to draft and develop, which is what they're doing now under Steve Cohen's ownership. They're putting more money into the minor league systems. They're going to be better at drafting and developing. That's what they're doing now. You're not going to see it this early on in the process. Hopefully you see it in the years to come. And it'll make a big difference. But in the short term, if you're a team that needed pitching, what would you do? And my whole point is that the Mets made the right moves as far as the two guys that they brought in. I'd rather pay $40 million a year for three years than invest $160 million over six years or whatever it may be and get a lesser-known commodity, a guy who's still getting injured, let's say Rodon in this particular case. Like Pitching is so... It used to be bullpens. Now it's pitching, which has become so fickle. So if pitching is fickle, and hard to predict, and hard to rely upon, then why not invest in the best to do it in Scherzer and Verlander? So the Mets did. I don't mind that philosophy. It hasn't worked out. My issue with that philosophy is not that they invested in older pitchers for a lot of money. It's that they are choosing to make the the rotation, the identity of their team, the strength of their team, When in reality, you need to have the lineup being that. And you need to have a little bit better balance. And they don't have it. Before we take a break, let's check in on Kenny in Manhattan. Kenny, you there? Oh, I think that's it. Whatever Kenny was doing, I think we have now. I think he was walking or whatever. So that's it. We'll never know what, in fact, Kenny was doing. The night we went to him three or four times on the air and heard that consistent swooshing noise i'm gonna go with walking i think that's my final answer talk new york sports with us 877-337-6666 powered by superbook sports visit superbook.com Salakata back on the fan. Bring that big day energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted team in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JERSEYFAN to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code JERSEYFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com. For terms and conditions, or download the Superbook New Jersey app in the App Store. Enter the promo code JERSEYFAN, and you'll get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. The main story of the night, of course. Similar to yesterday, the difference is the Mets officially got swept away by the Braves after uh you know it was a rough loss really uh, all three were rough losses having a 4-1 lead in both games 1 and 2 of this series and then last night again after getting down early 3-0 they come back give you hope as i said to start the show there is not a team in sports that tortures their fan base more than the New York Mets and that's exactly what this one was torture down 3-0 grand slam by Nemo you're up 5-3 Verlander gives it right back. The Mets, you know, scoring a bunch of runs. Alvarez has a big night. They have a, another, th- they didn't just blow a three-run lead. They blew multiple three-run leads. And then, of course, the excruciating loss where they have a three-run lead going into the eighth. Drew Smith sucks, gives up a two-run homer. Robertson, who's been good, of course, he gives up a game-tying homer. And what do you think was going to happen in the 10th inning? Regardless of who came out of the bullpen, you knew it was over. But then you see Tommy Hunter, and I didn't see Tommy Hunter come out. I saw a white flag come out from the bullpen. Antonio is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, how you doing? How's everything going?
6: Good. How are you? Oh, good, good. Uh, basically, you know what? Like uh, We've been talking about this forever, uh, basically about the starters, or, and that that was basically the main issue, and you basically were talking about that earlier. And that has been the, basically the problem, as you know now, with the bullpen now, they're struggling because of what happened earlier in the year. Uh, you know, starters only going two or three innings and getting knocked out, et cetera, et cetera. And so now that's the consequence. What you have now, where basically you have uh, the relievers basically burned out. Basically, they uh, they in this is, uh, they're going to have to rebuild this somehow, some way. Like 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 you said, release some of these guys or DFA them and basically try and get some new pitchers uh, from other teams somehow, some way because this is. Uh, this is this can't continue, and and, and and let me get to my main point, which is what I think the Mets need to do. And I know I'm talking to my friend in, in in L.A., he was telling me that um, the Dodgers, they they basically they've been preparing for Otani. That's basically what they've been doing all this time. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't sign their uh, their players last year, right? Right, and, and I think the Angels they're never going to trade Otani to the Dodgers. They're never going to do that, right? So I think this is a, a, a perfect time right now for the Mets to try and see if they can get him because they're going to solve two things, right? They're going to get a, a number three starter with him or two, right? And those are going to get a hitter. And I think my trade, this is what I'm thinking. I know you're probably going to disagree, but I think you know, like you're going to have to get with something. I think Vientos, uh, Miguel, and Mauricio, I think if you, if you offer them that, Look, they know that he's not going to re-sign with them. The Angels know that. The, so the Angels think- aren't trading him.
2: They they already said the Angels are not. The the, the reports have come out that said it's unlikely the Angels are going to trade Otani at the deadline. That's number one. Number two, there's no way that your package that you just offered Antonio. And thank you for the call. There's no way that that would get the job done. Number three, the Mets aren't going to trade top prospects for a rental, especially at this point with the team playing the way that they have. There's no way. They already said it before the year. It's just not going to happen. Your idea about Otani being a fix is right. It's just not going to be a fix that they're going to trade for the deadline. It's going to be one that they're going to go after in free agency. And that's nice and cute. That the Dodgers have been paving the way and clearing cap. They don't have cap space. I say the same thing all the time. Clearing salaries out so they have more money to make a run of Otani. That's cute. Nobody's got more money than Steve Cohen. I've said it before. I stand by it. And I can't wait to be proven correct because I've been saying it for two years. Nobody will have a higher bid than Steve Cohen. Now, it doesn't mean that the Mets are going to get him. I don't know where Otani wants to play. He might want to play in pinstripes. He might want to play with the Dodgers. I have no idea. Maybe it takes less money to go to either of those teams. But Otani will be taking less money if he plays anywhere other than the Mets. That, I believe. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart.
7: Tell the guy that we've paid Grant Hill a compliment What's wrong with people, man? i always assuming the worst.
2: Oh, Val. Val said he's a big fan of yours. Well, what do you mean assuming the worst? He was oh, saying you Oh,
7: everybody were... always assumes that, oh, because you say you're paying a person a compliment. Man, I think she's a, she's a beautiful woman. That's doesn't so mean say... I want to sleep with her for God's sake. What's wrong with people?
2: Well, wait, you don't?
7: Hey, listen, let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> you can dream <laughs> big, but that doesn't always mean you're going to get what you want, right?
0: Well,
2: I mean, I don't know. It's a tricky situation, but I asked you a question. I mean, you said it doesn't mean that you want to sleep with her. Uh, I I mean, I'm not saying.
7: Sal, Sal, let's let's keep it real. That's never going to happen.
2: Correct. Correct. Correct.
7: All right, let's get to to the Sadly for
2: the both of us, that is not our reality. Of course, right?
7: Let's get to baseball. But it would be nice, wouldn't it? i don't need Val. You know what I'm saying. I don't Val calling come on and say. Oh, no, please? Val
2: was complimenting you. Val said he likes you. He said Stuart, he loves you. He's just looking out for us. So hey, let's listen. just say well, well, hypothetically. Well, what? Before we get to the Yankees, hypothetically, Grant Hill comes to the Mets game that we all go to. You know, if if we hang out this summer, Grant Hill comes and they say, "Hey, Grant, this is my friend Stewart in Brooklyn. He calls the show. What do you say to Grant Hill?" Like On or- <laughs> say why? But why you? You wish you could dunk a basketball, and you'd say no. I wish I could dunk something else. <laughs>
8: <laughs> you, know, you know,
7: when when I put your shoulder down in the arm wrestling cont- contest, then I'll say I win.
2: Stewart, I was looking at my arms today in the gym as I was working out. I did uh, back and biceps today, and I was actually thinking, you. I was like, Stewart, you got no shop, bro. I'm getting jacked. I'm more checked than you. No, you got no shot. I'm sorry. Got, I'm going to take yeah, you Sal, down.
7: Sal, you know what the tricep press down is?
2: Yes, you told me this. I know what yeah, the tricep okay. press down is. Sal, Sal, come on, Sal. And you forgot one other word, rage. Well, the that rage you do have. bones. burns. Yeah.
7: It burns. I get it.
2: I get it. Trust I me.
7: It. I'm, I'm telling you, man, These these people don't understand one thing. When they play games... I invented the game in before you were born in 1974. Right, okay? that's when you were
2: born. No, you were born in what year?
7: 52. So I invented oh, the game when I was 22 years old.
2: Oh, these I got it. People
7: you. play right. today. That they're playing in 2020. Do you got any? <laughs> you got any
2: pictures of a young Stewart? Like I've seen you. I've seen like Stuart now. Do you have any pictures of a young Stuart?
7: When I was younger, before I got sick. Yeah. No, I just have my bum. It's a picture on my wall.
2: That's it? You don't have any other pictures like where I could see, you know, the the, the beast incarnate, as you say?
7: Listen, back then I was hundred and forty pounds of iron
2: my And then arms what happened? Were you iron. Started my mountain was steel. What what it happened? Bacon? No, no, how'd how it go south?
7: How'd it go south? The summer of seventy three. It went and? south. Ten cans of Coke a day for the whole damn summer. I put on 50, over 50 pounds.
2: Now, what were you doing drinking all that soda? Were you going through because a breakup or something? I was driving
7: a cab and it was very hot that summer. I, oh. I let it go.
2: Ten I cans of Coke go. a day, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's sad.
7: Oh, yeah, it was very sad. And then when I tried to get in my suit, and when I went to the mountains in 73 for the Jewish holidays, I couldn't fit in my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get into my suit. I had to wear dungarees to go to to go to services. That was ridiculous.
2: You know, I had something similar happen during the pandemic, and I could not fit when we started going back in studio. And I actually had to wear full suit pants because just at home uh-huh. I could wear the jacket. I couldn't actually until recently, a few months ago, I couldn't fully uh, buckle my uh, my belt the right way, the the suit pant the right way. I had to like you know how they have the two buckles on it. I had right, to use right. the last one. Yeah, it was embarrassing. For t- almost two and years I, uh, like that. Don't feel bad. What's the most you've ever weighed? I was over 220.
7: I was over 310.
2: Yeah, that's pretty big. Now, t- for yeah. me, 220 was back in, you know, let's say 20 years ago. Yeah, the well, pandemic, I gained weight. I
7: was over 300.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you wow. were a big
7: boy. All in one place. The stomach.
2: Yeah, I know. that's, the, that's the, the, And that's the last to two, go.
7: Uh, then I had two issues with my heart, one in oh six and one in 19.
2: Yeah, because you, cause the bacon.
7: Oh, the, yeah, the 06 was the bacon. Yeah, the 19 one was because I didn't correct issues in 2014 when I registered for Weight Watchers and got on that plan. And that's what, what gave you... me the tools to get into the shape I'm in now.
2: Do you drink any soda currently? No, nothing. No soda, no, no bacon?
7: Bacon, no. You know what no, they did right. to me in 2013? I went to Dunkin' Donuts to ask for egg white rap, right? Yeah, they, they put bacon they on it. it. You've
2: told us this story, yeah.
7: Yeah. How the, they almost I, killed I us. I went back two weeks later I said, what the heck's wrong with you people? <laughs> I got, and I showed them my scar to prove my point.
2: <laughs> oh, man. You are a character. All right, what do you got look, on the Yankees?
7: Look, please. I mean, what, what, what are they what are doing? I mean, really. I saw, I saw the, I saw the, the uh, what was that? The uh, ninth inning. Oh, uh, well, we can't, we can't <laughs> get a lousy base hit.
2: Um, but they played two games. They won one of them. It happens. They came win every play. series. You lose
7: a series to the White Sox. Go home.
2: Are you, are you worried about? Yeah, well, that's a bad series. That's a bad series. That's look at the lineup still so without Judge. I'm worried about that. How about We're your guy Sevy? You got to be worried about him.
7: I'm worried about him too. You know why? Is he his doesn't look sharp. He
2: doesn't look sharp. He's giving up homers left and right.
7: All right. You know know, know who he reminds me of? 45. Uh
2: huh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but Cole's been much better, Sue. And as always, thank you for the call. Stay off that soda. Stay away from the bacon. Cole's, forget, Cole's been great. And I get it with, you know, Michael King, Yankees, even after Severino gave it up, Yankees, uh, you know, had the lead and King gives it up which is rare. It's going to happen. Bullpens aren't going to be perfect. But to me, that one's on Severino just getting hit hard. Three homers in five innings against the White Sox. Woof. Sebi's got to be better than that. As we await the return of Rodon, whenever the hell that's going to be, Cortez still dealing. You know, He's on the IL just recently with the shoulder issue. And we await word on a timetable for Judge. But you look at that Yankee lineup, And I know that they contributed, and it's remarkable that they get these type of contributions. Billy McKinney, uh, Jake Bowers, Willie Calhoun. I mean, come on now. You got to give Brian Cashman credit. He may not be able to find the pitchers over the years, but he finds these guys off the scrap heap that somehow contribute for his club. Every year he's good for at least one or two of them. Every year.
0: Billy McKinney.
5: We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666.
2: Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. we is got it back on the game. 5 a.m. in the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. We're talking... Mets. I mean, we can talk Yankees as well. Obviously, the Mets are the story getting swept yet again. At what point? You now Maybe with the wild card, the Mets won't become irrelevant here. But at some point, like we can't just keep saying every single night, hey, the Mets suck, the season's over, they're not as good as the Braves. I think at this particular point, we all realize it, and probably the Mets themselves realize it, the division is in fact over. So forget that. Now it's just going to be about getting right and competing for a playoff spot. So the expectations have changed. And when I said that the Mets' season was over yesterday, I meant that the expectations of this team going out there and winning the World Series or competing for a World Series. That's over. Those are done. Now, if you want to change the expectations and say, hey, it'd be nice just to get into the postseason and have a series and take your chances, sure, fine, if if that's for you. For me, it's not. And it shouldn't be when you have the highest payroll in baseball. This team has no chance of winning the World Series this year. It's just not going to happen. And you knew that once Diaz went down anyway. Even if you had high expectations and hopes, once Diaz goes down to the WBC, that was it. They're not winning the World Series. You can't overcome the Mets. I mean, maybe other teams can overcome that. Like the Braves could overcome losing Ronald DeCunha for the year that they go out there and win the World Series. The Mets, they cannot overcome losing Edwin Diaz. And just because the Phillies made the World Series a year ago after starting slow does not mean that any team that struggles to start the year is all of a sudden going to go to the World Series if they get in the postseason. it's It's just not the case. This Mets team is just not that good. And what really is the roadblock is the Braves. The only scenario that you can paint that might have the Mets shocking the world and actually moving on in the postseason somehow is if they avoid the Atlanta Braves, who we know are going to be there. They're gonna have the they're gonna win the division, probably have one of the top two records and have a buy, and they'll be awaiting, you know, potentially the Mets. And likely the Mets will have to go through Atlanta at some point to win a World Series. And they can't do that. They, they're just not that that's why it's over for them this year. Done. Over. And normally you'd be like, ah, they're not that good. We move on. We talk about just the Yankees. But with the wild card, that's going to keep the Mets in things here. At least you would think. For the majority of the year. I don't even, I'm, it's way too early to even look at the wild card standings. I'll pull it up now just to see. I mean, it's, you know what? I don't even want to do it. I did it just so I could look at it. But like, it's pathetic. Think about that. The team with the highest payroll in the sport, we're talking now like, hey, guys, like the Mets are actually behind the Phillies now. A team they just swept. They're now behind the Phillies. Hey, the team with the highest payroll in baseball, hey, they're only three games back of the wild card. Three games under five hundred. Like, come on. I will not take them seriously. There's a checklist. I have a checklist. The Lakata list. I cannot take the Mets seriously, whether it be for playoff appearance or more, until they, A, get back to 500, B, cut Daniel Vogel back, C, DFA or whatever, send down Drew Smith. Until those three things happen, I cannot take this team seriously in any way, shape, or form. 500, that's like, you, you've got to be 500. You're not even worth talking about if you're not 500. So you got to get to 500. And then once you do, now it's like, okay, they're 500. They're relevant again. Now cut Vogel back. Oh, okay, you moved on from Vogel back. Now get rid of Drew Smith. Until they do that, I can't take them seriously. 877 Gino is calling from Levittown. What's up, Gino?
9: Sir, how are you? How are you in the family?
2: Good, Gino. How are you?
9: Good buddy, Sal. You have to explain something that I hate to me, which is analytics. I'm going to give you a situation, then you can explain if you if you bear with me. Here's a situation. Uh, it's, it's, I'm going to compare uh, football and baseball. It's third and four, and uh, Brady has the ball. And his percentages are complete in the short pass of like 80% to the tight end. So they look at the analytics and say, yeah, this is the play. Now we switch it over to baseball. And I left out that they're watching the game and they see how Brady plays and they see how he mm-hmm. completes short passes. Now in baseball, the Mets, they're watching the game. The manager's watching the game, and they're watching Voldebeck. And they're making a lineup, and they go to the analytics, and it shows, eh, here's a 5% chance of helping us win this game. So why in the hell, what's, you know, explain to me why they...
2: Why they what? They like him?
9: why, Why do they play him? Well, he didn't play last
2: night. You there? I think we might have lost Gino. He didn't play last night. So that's not an issue for last night's game. And by the way, he didn't play. They scored 10 runs. If you're asking me to explain why Vogelback is in the lineup, I can't, other than I'm assuming that they see analytics based on his career that tells them he's a good option or a better option than what they have. I mean, you saw Vientos struggle last night, 0 for 5. I mean, big spots, striking out. Vientos is not very good at, at all. I mean, three strikeouts, 0 for 5, leaving guys on base. You know, bases loaded, whatever. So they and then the argue, the counter to that would be well then why is he here if he can't help the team and you don't think he's any good then why not have somebody who could actually help the team in any capacity but they believe that Vogelback is a decent offensive player now I can't explain it because it, with my eyes like I don't have the data and I I, mean, I can look up his baseball reference page but I just I don't have to because I have Knock on wood, two working eyes, although barely at this point. I can't see anything anymore. I get glasses. I can't see in front of me. It's like I'm squinting. The, the eye, the the light is uh, sensitive. To, to, I'm sensitive to the, the light with my eyes now. It's ridiculous. But I can see enough to know that Daniel Vogelback is the worst baseball player I've ever seen in my entire life in a Major League Baseball uniform, and that is not hyperbole. And I'd love for somebody to say, huh, yeah, okay, he's the worst player ever. What about this guy? And I would guarantee you that this guy could at least do something on the baseball field. Vogelback does nothing. Everybody else does something. Vogelback does nothing. That's why he's the worst player that I've ever seen. He doesn't play baseball. He's not a baseball player. He's a designated hitter that doesn't hit. He's like, he belongs at the, we're referencing now uh, another Christmas movie. Earlier we referenced Elf, and now we're going to reference Rudolph. He belongs at the land of the misfit toys. I'm a DH that doesn't hit. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Nobody wants a designated hitter they can't hit. Except the Mets. Oh, you're a major league baseball player. Imagine, like, does he actually put that on his resume? What do you do for a living? Or like, you know, when he's filling out applications for whatever it is, he thought, "Oh, what's your career? Major league baseball player." Oh, really? What position do you play? Well, I don't really have a position. You mean like in the, you know, like in the field? What, what position do you play? Uh, I don't really have a position. Oh, but I, you said you're baseball. Well, I am. I'm a designated hitter. Oh, you do? What do you do? You must hit a lot of home runs, right? You're like, yeah, you, you get there. No, no, not really. I don't hit a lot of home runs either. Huh. So you don't play a position. You don't hit a lot of home runs. I'm guessing, just a hunch, you don't run very well. What exactly do you do? No child wants
5: to play with a Charlie in the box. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Nobody wants to play with a designated hitter. They can't hit. Thank Eddie. He actually has that drop saved. Does he really? From what? He's throwing his hands up. He has no idea. It was saved in here over a decade ago. He's got no clue. That's and it's probably the first time it's been used. Yeah, I use that a lot, the uh that that reference. I love that part. But anyway, that's what Vogelback is. Misfit toys. He's miscast as a baseball player. Hate to say it. I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but that's just the reality. So anyway, I can't explain. You asked me to explain what the Mets are doing. I can't explain it. I don't. I have no idea what they say. Like I said, with my eyes, I don't see somebody who's very good at baseball. Ken is calling from Queens. Ken? Well, yeah, because my GM, when
8: when they got him last year in that trade, oh, we've been after this guy for a while. My GM said, oh, yeah, we've been after this guy for a while. You know, Sal, a week ago, I want to see if you can identify this person. After Philly, the Mets sweep him, this man said, now we're going to take on Toronto. And you know what? Maybe if that Atlanta series next week, we'll actually be in first place. You remember who said that, Sal?
2: Can you uh, identify
8: that person?
2: I I don't recall, but I think he's a very, very good-looking guy who happens to be excellent at doing it.
8: And I still watch his show every 6 o'clock because that's where I hear it at.
2: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure who he is, but I think I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> All right, So first of all, burn the tapes. I never said that. You're lying.
8: <laughs> the guys he signed, I don't care if it's Scherzer, I don't care if it's Spurlander, they've all been past their prime, okay? Who should he have gone after? I'll name the three guys right off the bat. El Valde, a gamer, okay? Eduardo Rodriguez. Second in ERA in the American League, and the other guy who's in their own division, Mister Eflin from Philly, who didn't pitch great, but he had good stuff and he showed potential. That's three guys right here. I'd rather uh, I'm, have not, on my I'm not team. Taking, senior, I'm not taking anyone. Berlander, I'm not
2: or Quintana. That's three no, no, guys. I'm not taking, right here, he should have signed. He doesn't know. Yeah, but that's hindsight. That's hindsight. It's hindsight, Cannon. Thank you for the call. I'm not taking any of those three over Justin Verlander. That's number one. Now you want to make a case for Nate Voldi? Yeah, I mean Billy Epler missed. Nate Voldi was a should have been a target. The Mets were um trying to clean up the the phrase that I have in my mind right now that I wanted to use to explain it. The Mets were interested in Jamison Tyone. Where I was like, what? Why Jamison Tyone? He stinks. Instead, maybe go get Nate But no, now they didn't get Tyone, luckily. But I'm not going to knock Verlander. And Quintana, we haven't seen him pitch. He's been hurt. Been unhealthy the whole year. Maybe he comes back and maybe he's good. Look, if you're grading Billy Epler based on the offseason moves, based on the trade deadline, it has not been pretty for him. Last year, the team was very successful, but ultimately didn't get it done. And... You know, it wasn't like Escobar, Escobar had a bad year. It wasn't like Mark Canna was great. Neither of those guys have done anything this year either. And, you know, the pitching hasn't worked out, but who wouldn't sign Scherzer and Verlander? And I'm not taking those other guys over him. You could say that you'd rather have Ivaldi over Quintana, sure, but we haven't seen that yet from Quintana. We haven't seen a pitch. What a mess. What a mess.